Welcome back to another episode of That's What I Call Jones History. I'm your host, Christina. We're going to take a journey into discovery today by discussing more unknown Black history facts. Sources will be listed below. And here we go. Let's just jump in it with George Crumb Speck. He was a chef and restaurant owner said to have created the potato chip by accident during the summer of 1853. However, his sister Kate claimed she actually created the chip after a potato slice fell into a hot frying pan creating the famous Saratoga chips. Crumb's chips remained a local delicacy in new york until the 1920s when a salesman named herman lay yes of lay's chips began traveling throughout the south and introducing potato chips to different communities the funny thing is i don't eat a lot of lay's potato chips but i do love me some potato chips in general actually i'm really on this popcorn kick right now that i need to get over because i'm pretty sure it's doing nothing for like my intestines with the hot popcorn and now the white cheddar hot popcorn but i thought that was a little unknown fact that i had never been aware of i just i never even put in my mind who created the potato chip i just assumed it was someone with the last name lays <laughs> on february 7th of 1926 carter g woodson initiated the first celebration of negro history week which led to black history month to extend and deepen the study and scholarship on african-american history all year long confirm white people designated only the month of february woodson envisioned a week-long celebration to encourage the coordinated teaching of black history in public schools he designated the second week of february as negro history week and galvanized fellow historians through the association for the study of negro life and history which he founded in 1915. countries like the united kingdom and the netherlands celebrate black history month in october interesting bill burr would be happy to learn there is that they at least gave us a month with 31 days but he also would comment why in the fucking cold we're equator people we are indeed put that shit in the summer one of the most prominent doctors of his time dr charles drew created the first major blood banks blood plasma programs and blood mobiles I still can't donate blood because apparently I have too small of veins. So I'm sorry, but they burst <laughs> every time, every time I try to donate. One of those free give back things to humanity I am not able to do. <laughs> Let's talk about the Black Panthers. We're used to seeing them as militant, uh, you know, very very much in response to white america's arming and attack of the communities now the black communities particularly in the 60s and 70s which you know at this time everyone should know wasn't a conspiracy at all 
I mean, the, the documents are out there. They've been released. What isn't as well known is the good works that they did for the black community, which was launched programs such as free dental care, free breakfast, and drama classes in undeserved black communities. The name California derives from a 16th century romance novel written by a Spanish author named Garcia Ordenez de Montalvo. The name of this mythical island, California. know that on the right hand of the indies was an island called california near very near to the region of the terrestrial paradise which was populated by black women without there being any men among them that almost like the amazons was their style of living they were of vigorous bodies and strong and ardent hearts and of great strength the island itself the strongest in steep rocks and cliff boulders that is found in the world their arms were of gold and also the harnesses of the wild beasts on which after having tamed them they rode that in all the island there was no other metal whatsoever on this island called california there were many griffins and in the time that they had young these women would take them to their caves and there raise them and they fattened them on those men and the boys that they had born any make that entered the island was killed and eaten by them there ruled on that island of california a queen of great a queen great of body very beautiful for her race at a flourishing age desirous in her thoughts of achieving great things valiant in strength cunning in her brave heart more than any other who had ruled that kingdom before her queen calafia that is directly from montalva's story the 16th century spanish explorers named california for this story but where did montalva get the name from the answer the muslims the inspiration for the word was likely caliph or califia which means successor in arabic but more specifically refers to islam to a head of state or leader of the muslims montalva was surely familiar with these words portions of spain were ruled by the moors who were muslim from 757 to 1492 and it fits the story's narrative montalvo's novel was a fanciful rehash of the struggle between christians and muslims during the crusades spanish explorers during the 1500s were familiar with the story and applied the name to what is now called baja california which at the time they thought was an island i bet many californians are aware of that story but that is certainly the first time 
I ever was aware of the naming of a a state that actually had any influence in black culture whatsoever so I thought that was truly interesting to learn Lisa Gallopter invented the gif thank her for making your tweet so funny stevie wonder helped make dr martin luther king's birthday a national holiday with the assistance of special lyrics from his happy birthday song the dance form of stepping originated in africa the african gumboot dance is credited as being stepping's first or biggest influence born in atlanta texas in 1892 bessie coleman grew up in a world of harsh poverty discrimination and segregation she moved to chicago at 23 to seek her fortune but found little opportunity there as well wild tales of flying exploits from returning world war one soldiers first inspired her to explore aviation but she faced a double stigma in that dream being both african-american and a woman she set her sights on france in order to reach her dreams and began studying french in 1920 coleman crossed the ocean with all of her savings and the financial support of robert abbott one of the first african-american millionaires over the next seven months she learned to fly and in june of 1921 the federation uh, aeronautic international awarded her an international pilot's license wildly celebrated upon her return to the united states reporters turned out in droves to greet her coleman performed at numerous air shows over the uh, next five years performing heart-thrilling stunts encouraging other african-americans to pursue flying and refusing to perform where blacks were not permitted when she tragically died in a plane accident in 1926 famous writer and equal rights advocate ida b wells presided over her funeral an editorial in the dallas express stated there is a reason to believe that the general republic or general public did not completely sense the size of her contribution to the achievements of the race as such end quote many 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 aviators during this time unfortunately even some of the best died in plane crashes but for her to want it so bad that to be her dream to go after that dream even if it meant crossing the seas to do so that takes a lot of bravery for this single woman so uh definitely applaud her and also saying no i will not play fly somewhere where my own race is not permitted another famous figure john mercer langston became the first american african-american lawyer in the united states when he passed the bar in 1854 he's also the great uncle of fame harlem renaissance poet langston hughes of the 12.5 million africans shipped to the new world during the transatlantic slave trade 
fewer than 388,000 arrived in the United States. Now that number does not include the ones that actually were left in the Caribbean islands, but that's a huge, huge, huge number deficit of the amount of people who probably did die during that fucking voyage. Just let that sink in. In the 15th century, the advancement of seafaring technologies created a new Atlantic that would change the world forever. As ships began connecting West Africa with Europe and the Americas, new fortunes were sought and native populations were decimated. With the native labor force dwindling and demand for plantation and mining labor growing, the transatlantic slave trade began. The transatlantic slave trade was underway from 1500 to 1866, shipping more than 12 million African slaves across the world. Of those slaves, only 10.7 million survived the dreaded Middle Passage. Over 400 years, the majority of slaves, 4.9 million, found their way to Brazil, where they suffered incredibly high mortality rates due to terrible working conditions. Brazil was also the last country to ban slavery in 1888. Hmm, I did not know that. By the time the United States became involved in the slave trade, it had been underway for 200 years. I think that's also very important to to bring out because a lot of other European countries like to step away and see America as the only one. Oh man, you was the, you know, they love to put that shit on them because it's the only one that did it on their like soil in a lot of ways. But that's not true like it, it became what's the word i'm thinking of uh oh man it's not coming to me institutionalized there we go whereas the other european countries love to be like no 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 I, we had as much to do with that yeah you fucking did <laughs> just because you got out while it was waning and america was the last great you know to take fully advantage of that does not mean you are somehow off the hook the majority of the 388,000 slaves arrived between 1700 and 1866 presenting a much smaller percentage than most americans realize so yeah absolutely what i was stating with that initial statement was yeah our the the amount of slaves that they arrived on this soil is not the amount that actually was transferred uh during the transatlantic slave trade it just was under this country america was under so many different rulers there's spain there's portugal there's france everyone had a piece of the pie until everyone had to give up piece of the pie after independence or not had to but you know they sold or whatever the case harem Rhodes revels became the first african-american person elected to the u.s senate she served from february 1870 to march of 1871 the iconic cartoon character betty boop was inspired by a black jazz singer in harlem introduced by cartoonist max fleischer in 1930 the caricature of the jazz age flapper was the first and most 
famous sex symbol in animation betty boop is best known for her revealing dress the curvaceous curvaceous figure and signature vocals boop oop a doop while there has been controversy over the years the inspiration has been traced back to esther jones who was known as baby esther and performed regularly in the cotton club during the 1920s baby esther's trademark vocal style of using boops and other childlike scat sounds attracted the attention of actress helen kane during a performance in the late 1920s after seeing baby esther helen kane adopted her style and began using boops in her songs as well finding fame early on helen kane often included this baby style into her music when betty boop was using her image and style wait when betty boop was introduced kane promptly sued fleischer and paramount Publix corporation stating they were using her image and style oh the fucking irony however video evidence came to light of baby esther performing in a nightclub and the courts ruled against helen kane stating she did not have exclusion or exclusive rights to the booping style or image and that the style in fact predated her so you get nothing you lose good day sir unfortunately baby esther's baby style did little to bring her mainstream fame and she died in relative obscurity but a piece of her lives on in the iconic character of betty boop and i feel as if that needs to be because i i i love betty boop (laughs) i have her pajamas i was familiar with this story from a younger age so i always loved the character but i always or at least wearing you know stunting outfits that she had on <laughs> yes i still have a pair of better pajama pants i just gave to my daughter but i do feel like this is something most people are very much unaware of and it also is a little sad that there's yet to even be despite the lawsuit an attempt of presenting betty boop in the characterization in which she was originally inspired mathematician and scientist benjamin banneker is credited for designing the layout of washington dc while jewish and african-american communities have a tumultuous shared history when it comes to the pursuit of civil rights there's a chapter that is often overlooked in the 1930s when jewish academics from germany and austria were dismissed from their teaching positions many came to the united states looking for jobs due to the depression xenophobia and rising anti-semitism many found it difficult to find work but more than 50 found positions at hbcus in the segregated south originally established to educate freed slaves to read and write the first of the historically black colleges and universities was cheney or is it cheney yeah cheney university in pennsylvania established in 1837 by the time jewish professors arrived the number of hbcus had grown to 78 at a time when both jews and african americans were persecuted Jewish professors in black colleges found the environment comfortable and accepting. 
often creating special programs to provide opportunities to engage blacks and whites in meaningful conversation often for the first time in the years that followed the interests of jewish and african-american communities increasingly diverged but this one shared experience of discrimination and interracial cooperation remains a key part of the civil rights movement politician and educator shirley chisholm survived three assassination attempts during her campaign for the democratic nomination for the united states presidency in 1972 that's that's a lot of assassination attempts anyone who has watched uh the tv series watchmen is probably aware of our next little unknown fact it is believed that the real lone ranger was inspired by an african-american man named bass reeves reeves had been born a slave but escaped west during the civil war where he lived in what was known as an indian territory he eventually became a deputy u.s marshal was a master of disguise an expert marksman and had a native american companion and rode a silver horse his story was not unique however in the 19th century the wild west drew enslaved blacks with the hope of freedom and wages when the civil war ended the freedmen came west with the hope of a better life where the demand for skilled labor was high these african americans made up at least a quarter of the legendary cowboys who lived dangerous lives facing weather rattlesnakes and outlaws while they slept under the stars driving cattle herds to market and of course white america after that part big part of the early cowboy you know you see i love seeing those uh guys walking around in cowboy hats and coats like one it's not halloween two um (laughs) i wonder if they some of them who got the fucking confederate flags on the back of their car understand the history behind that where there was little formal segregation in frontier towns while there was little formal segregation in frontier towns and a great deal of personal freedom black cowboys were often expected to do more of the work and the roughest jobs compared to their white counterparts loyalty did develop between the cowboys on a drive but the black cowboys were typically responsible for breaking the horses and being the first ones to cross flooded streams during the cattle drives in fact it's believed that the term cowboy originated as a derogatory term used to describe black cow hands you gotta be kidding me let's throw some lore in here about suki the mermaid in african-american folklore there is a story about a girl named suki meeting a mermaid named mama joe mama joe in the story helps and protects suki and financially supported her by giving her gold coins this story comes from the belief in simbi spirits in west africa west central africa they came to the united states during the transatlantic slave trade in africa simbi nurture nature spirits protect and provide riches to their followers in west central africa there are folk stories of people meeting mermaids among the gula gichi people in the carolina low country in sea islands there is a children's story called suki and the mermaid 
written by robert d sansucci in the african diaspora there are african or afro-american folk stories of a little girl meeting a mermaid during the era of slavery simbi folk stories in enslaved black communities provided hope from enslavement it was believed that simbi spirits helped guide freedom seekers runaway slaves to freedom or to maroon communities during their escape from slavery on the underground railroad because simbi spirits reside in nature thought that was an interesting little tidbit of slavery history the human race is of african origin many people would like to dispute this however the oldest known skeleton remains of animatically modern humans or homo sapiens were excavated at sites in east africa human remains were discovered at omo in ethiopia that were dated at 195,000 years old the oldest known in the world in 1738 a group of newly freed men and women found at the town uh, gracia rio de santa teresa de mosi florida there were an estimated 100 people in the town's population just two miles away from saint augustine it's considered to be the first ever free black settlement in the u.s it was abandoned following the seven years war in 16 or 1763 in 1994 it was designated a national historic landmark on july 2nd of 1777 vermont became the first colony to ban slavery vermont's legislator agreed to abolish slavery entirely and it is also and it also moved to provide full voting rights to african-american males this is in 1777 right now what is the demographic population of virginia whites 93.60 percent two or more races 2.74 percent asians 1.62 percent and last in line is black and african americans at 1.8 or 1.28 percent explain to me explain to me here's one of those facts that are known but never really highlighted which is that inoculation was introduced to america by a slave few details are known about the birth of anomias i always say his name wrong anasimius but it is assumed he was born in africa in the late 17th century before eventually landing in boston one of a thousand people of african descent living in massachusetts colony Uh, (laughs) i'm so sorry i always say it wrong Osimius was a gift to the puritan church minister cotton mather from his congregation in 1706 Uh, he told mather about the centuries old tradition of inoculation practice in africa this is also why i be bringing up how they be saying everybody in the world was under the european practice of medicine and i'm like yeah not africans (laughs) not even a lot in a lot of the ancient world uh africans were known for their their medicinal practices you notice all the maesters and shit be like black or brown descent in the house of the dragon because that shit is real 
By extracting the material from an infected person and scratching it to the skin of an uninfected person, you could deliberately introduce smallpox to the healthy individual, making them immune. Considered extremely dangerous at the time, Cotton Mather convinced Dr. Zabdiel Balestin to experiment with the procedure when a smallpox epidemic hit Boston in 1721, and over 240 people were inoculated opposed politically religiously and medically in the united states and abroad public reaction to the experiment put mather and Ballaston's lives in danger despite records indicating that only two percent of patients requesting inoculate inoculation died compared to the 15 percent of people not inoculated inoculated who contracted smallpox Animaeus's traditional African practice was used to inoculate American soldiers during the Revolutionary War and introduced the concept of inoculation to the United States. Eventually, we caught on and understood. <laughs> I think actually it was Queen Victoria who was one of the first to inoculate royals and then it became super popular after that. But yeah, um as stated something that is one of those things we know about but really is never highlighted in history class at all lastly the medieval nigerian city of benin was built to a scale comparable with that of the great wall of china there was a vast system of defenses defensive walling totaling 10,000 miles in all even before the full extent of the city walling had become apparent the guinness book of records carried an entry in the 1974 edition that described the city as the largest earthworks in the world carried out prior to the mechanical error end quote benin art of the middle ages was of the highest quality an official of the berlin museum for Volk Kalakundi once stated that quote these works from Benin are equal to the very finest examples of European casting technique uh, Ben Ven- Venuto Salini could not have cast them better nor could anyone else before or after him technically these bronzes represent the very very highest possible achievement end quote Winwood Reed described his visit to Ashanti Royal Palace of Kumasi in 1874. Quote, we went to the king's palace, which consists of many courtyards, each surrounded with cloves and verandas and having two gates or doors so that each yard was a thoroughfare. But the part of the palace fronting the street was a stone house, Moorish in its style, with a flat roof and a parapet and suites of apartments on the first floor it was built by fonti masons many years ago the room upstairs remind me of wardour street each was a perfect old curiosity shop books in many languages bohemian glass clocks and silver plate old furniture persian rugs kidderminster carpets pictures and engravings numberless chests and coffers a sword bearing the inscription from Queen Victoria to the King of Ashanti, a copy of the Times dated October 17th of 1843. But these were many specimens of Moorish and Ashanti handicraft, end quote. 
the point that is being made here is that the nigerian city of benin was just as grandiose and beautiful as the other great kingdoms and palaces of their day but often we view the african communities or even their kingdoms as somehow less than glorious than the european side of things and here is direct evidence that contradicts that that the palaces of africa even going back as far uh to the victorian age further back it was one of great splendor that was one of profit was that there was riches to be had in africa and that many europeans stole them and that's the true story of how that went down versus oh we're gonna go there and you know christianize these savage people it's like no they were on a level with the european powers and then you came in and stole that and what we have now is a direct result of that in that continent and that is going to conclude our podcast for today if you have any hot topics uh anything you would like to discuss we are going to be coming back with scotland part i think we're on part three part four uh and then we'll get back to another more black history facts so like our couch at gmail.com or leave a comment below my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until next time peace hair grease and black magic